All right, Stu, let's see what interrupts us this time. Welcome to the Consolo Podcast, episode 10. I'm your host, Sam. With me, as always, my co-host, Stu. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we did it. There was no interruption. There's been an interruption every single time I've tried to record, and it's driving me crazy. I don't know what it is about me sitting down and hitting record that triggers every little sound to go off. And it doesn't matter if I'm recording at 8.30 at night, 11.30, without fail, every single time. The water cooler behind me will start doing its little like it wasn't doing that for hours and then right when I hit record it decides to go on and then I turn it off, sit back down, start recording again and then hey air conditioner wants to talk so I have to get up and turn that off and then a fire truck drives by. I don't know it's just always some kind of disturbance and I can't figure out why God doesn't want us to be great. I'm sorry I'm annoyed right now. I just I just had to pay $70 to renew my Microsoft Word subscription. And I'm annoyed for a couple of reasons. Number one is that I had to pay $70 to renew my Microsoft Word subscription. And number two is that I had a subscription that was going for the last three years. Apparently, I had this thing on auto renew, auto pay or whatever. So every year I got charged $70 and I wasn't aware of that. I guess I would have paid it anyway because I have to use the application, but why? Like, when did that happen? Why did that happen? What What is, like, I, I understand that apps have to update and they're always changing things, but like, what are you doing to Microsoft Word that is worth whatever that is, almost $6 a month to, to, to type? What is that? Like, I remember back when they had Microsoft 97, it was a CD. You just put the CD in the, in the tower and you typed. And then when you're done, you take it out. Can we have that again? Not the CD, but can we just have the thing where you're like, I will buy this once and then it is mine and I will use it. And that's how the, there goes the refrigerator now. Refrigerate. Oh, Sam is annoyed. Sam is annoyed so bad right now. He wants to kick the tripod over and stop, stop recording and go to bed. This is going to be a fun episode. This is episode 10. It's a special episode and I am, we're recording. We're doing this. We're going to do some Am I the Assholes today because I like doing that and it's a lot of fun. And, and also... Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, uh, the, the Rick and Morty guy, Justin going to talk to Miners Royland. Let's get into that before more noise happens. Justin. So I'm not a big, I'm not a big Rick and Morty fan. I, I watched the show. I started it like when I think season three or four came out and I kind of like caught up and I liked it a lot. I thought, I thought it was great. It's really funny. Some of the stuff is kind of like, you know, it's for high schoolers, but it, for the most part, you could tell that the people are having a blast recording it. And that's what makes a show really good. When you can tell 
the people are having fun. The fan base, as with most things like Harry Potter heads and Lord of the Rings people, and I'm a Back to the Future fan, I'm kind of, you know, if, if that was still you know, really, really popular today, I think I'd be kind of annoying. I am annoying about it. I have, <laughs> I have like 20 DeLoreans just all over the place. I have a hoverboard magnet. I have a, a real hoverboard, not a real hoverboard, but it's real to me. I have a hoverboard over there and, and I, I feel like the Rick and Morty fan base are, they're a little, they're a little much. Now, don't get me wrong. I love when people can enjoy things. I love when there's a fan base for a big show or a big movie and it can bring people together. You have this, this sense of community. It's great. But when you have something like what is happening right now with the, I believe he's the co-creator, um, you got to separate the art from the artist and give it up. So it was announced earlier this week or late last week that Justin is having a pre-trial in April for domestic battery and false imprisonment charges, which are pretty serious charges. So apparently this happened two and a half years ago, and for some reason it was it was like just made public. If it was made public back in whatever, 2020, I don't remember it. And it wasn't, they didn't make it a, a big deal like it is now because he is fired from like all of his, all of the shows that he works on. Now, because of this news recently, a lot of women have come forward and shared their messages and interactions they had with Justin from a couple of years ago. And a lot of the women were minors. It's just so bizarre because I'm, I'm looking at them right now. I'm not going to read them because they're so weird and creepy, but for him to know that these girls are underage and suggesting like just making these really bad jokes, I, I just, I don't understand why people in these positions continue to do this. He knows she's underage because he nicknames her jailbait. And then he says, I want to meet you in real life, jailbait. Like, why are you, why are you talking to a child? One of the easiest things I think you could do as an entertainer is not talk to minors. Just do not do it. And I'm not talking like just don't talk to them because if, if, if this minor messaged Justin and was like, hey, I love your show. Oh, I love Rick and Morty. And he was like, thank you so much. That means a lot. That is good enough. You don't have to say, are you in school or talk anymore? Like, who was that other guy? Chris D'Elia. You have, you have like a podcast. You have a Netflix special. You were on You, which is a huge show. Why are you talking to kids? But the thing is, what happens with these guys is they put themselves in timeout for however long they decide to stay in timeout. And then they just kind of come back and they're like, I'm back, baby. And I don't and I don't understand why that happens. Because here's the thing, if Chris was a, if he was a teacher, for example, or if he was your next door neighbor, and you knew he was doing this, you wouldn't, I don't think you would hang out with him or 
associate with him anymore, would you? I feel like you wouldn't. But because he's famous and people think he's funny, it's like he gets, he just gets this, this infinite pass. Anyway, I just, I don't, I just don't understand people, I guess. I don't understand, I don't understand the people that do this and then the people that continue to support them. Like, I made, I made a video of, I was, you know, poking fun at, at the Rick and Morty fan base. I made this video where I was pretending to be an Adult Swim employee and I was checking the voicemails of all the fans calling in to say, you know, oh, I could, let me be the next Rick and Morty. And it was just, it was all in good fun. And I had a bunch of comments that were like, oh no, Justin, like keep Justin. We want Justin back and Justin's innocent. And it's like, did you not see the screenshots? He was saying these things to a minor. He was suggesting to a minor that he like meet up with her and was nicknaming her jailbait. That's not good. People who can't separate the art from the artist are, they're delusional. You, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're making this connection to this thing that they enjoyed so much and they just refuse to accept that. Like as much as I loved a lot of Kevin Spacey movies, but I don't like, I don't have to watch them anymore. And by not watching them, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm sticking it to him, but I just don't like if when I see him, I think about him as a person and he, he sucks. And like Bill Cosby, I, I, I missed that show. I was like six when it ended, so I didn't really watch it. But I imagine that people that grew up watching that, they, I don't think that they're showing that show to their kids now because how can you watch that and and just see, like, you can't not see Bill Cosby. I don't know. It's, it's tricky because these aren't, these aren't solo performances. Like, the Cosby show, he's got a, there's a whole cast that was, that was on the show. You have Rick and Morty. There's hundreds of, of voice actors that were on the show. And to, to just completely, like, forget about it and abandon it, I don't know if that's fair. I think if they keep going and they hire a different actor or something, it could work. It's just unfortunate to have to have talent and just waste it for something so stupid and something so preventable and something so like why are you using your your power in the worst way? Why are you wasting that? that gift that you have. Anyway, whether you continue to watch that show, I i mean, I wouldn't judge you. I shouldn't have said delusional, but I just feel like if you, if you know something and you continue to support, and when I say support, I mean like going out of your way to like defend the person, like the comments that I got were like, yeah, we want Justin back. Like, you don't have to be saying that because you could just watch the show, continue to enjoy it for what it was. But when you have to like take it like a personal thing, like, nah, like, why are you sticking up for this man? Or like Chris D'Elia. And I, I'm not judging any of my friends that I see that are following him or whatever, but I see podcast clips of him on my like explore page and I'll see some of my friends liking it. And I'm like, do you don't you remember him 
talking to underage girls? Eh? I don't know. I just, I don't know how, like, if I was a fan of his, how I could continue to laugh and find him funny because I, I would think he's like a piece of shit. But that's just me. I, I don't see, I don't see a grown adult who is fully aware of wrong and doing it to be forgiven. Because how do you, like, how do you, <laughs> I don't understand how you can forgive that. Oh, come on, Sam. This was 10 years ago. He was only 30 at the time when he was, he was texting a 16 year old girl. It's, uh, he's, he's changed. He's really, he's, he's so funny though. Have you seen, have you seen his, his standup? All right, I didn't plan on talking about that for as long as I did, but we're going to move on to Am I the Asshole? We've got, we've got four Am I, we've got four assholes or not assholes, we'll see. And then, uh, and then we're going to, we're going to call it a night. Okay, Am I the Asshole for walking out of, who the heck is calling me? Hello? Hey! Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think you would, I didn't think you would call back actually. Yeah, really? Oh, that's great. Stu, it's our sponsor. It's our new sponsor. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. $60,000? Oh. Hey, yeah, we're actually, we're recording right now. I, I swear. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right, thanks. Okay. All right. Bye. Hey, Stu. Uh, have you ever had a mess that you didn't that you needed to clean up because you spilled and it was a liquid and that you needed to spill it, or it might not have been a liquid and you just needed to clean it up and pick it up? Well, look no further because paper towels. If you go to papertowels.com and use our promo code CONSOLOPOD, you can get fifty percent off all paper towels. Any kind of paper towel, thick ones, thin ones. The kind that you get when you're in middle school, the little cafeteria ones that are really bad. But hey, if you use enough, it'll it'll eventually pick it'll eventually pick it up. My favorite thing about paper towels is how portable they are. You could take a paper towel into any place ever. You could take it into your bedroom, you could take it into the bathroom, you could take it outside if you want. You could put it down, you can you can rip the little sheets off, you could stack them and make a ultra mega paper towel and get all that mess up in one easy maybe a couple easy swoops so go over to head over to papertowels.com get those paper towels and use that promo code consolopod 50 percent off and also hey ran out of toilet paper use a paper towel it might hurt a little bit but you you're you're the boss Stu, i get the worst headache after i do those ads i don't know why anyway Am I the asshole for walking out of a restaurant on my girlfriend? Girlfriend and I were having dinner at a restaurant when she got a text from her best friend who recently gave birth and she said, oh my God, she got a C-section. She works as a nurse, so she then explained to me the type of incision they make for that and how it'll leave a scar. I then, as a joke, said, at least she'll still be tight down there. <sighs> 
My girlfriend looked confused and then said that was a weird comment to make about her friend. I then said it is a very normal joke to make and she disagreed. There was some back and forth. I asked her to drop it and she kept trying to talk about it. I said to her, you're so insecure. And then she goes, does it make you feel good to call me that? So then I got really frustrated, got up, and walked out of the restaurant and drove home. She called me several times. I drove both of us there, but I was so frustrated and just wanted to get home, so I turned my phone off. She showed up at our apartment 30 minutes later and was really pissed, called me an asshole and overreacted, and that she waited in the cold for 20 minutes for an Uber. Am I the asshole for walking out on her and leaving her there for being frustrated? Yes, holy shit, are you a real person? Are you a real guy? What? What to everything, dude? Who oh, do you like your girlfriend? This is this is incredible. It doesn't say how old he is, but I have to assume he's under 25 because that brain is not developed. Your girlfriend's best friend just gave birth. It's a joyous occasion. And then she explains the fascinating C-section to you. And you go, at least she'll still be tight down there. <sighs> so you make a horrible joke. I wouldn't even call it a joke. And then you call your girlfriend insecure when she gets upset about it. And then you leave her at the restaurant because you're angry. And then she gets home and tells you that she's mad and had to wait in the cold for an Uber. And then you're curious if you're the asshole. God, I don't even need to scroll through these. Oh, and then you turned your phone off. That's a that's a huge one. That's a huge slap in the face, especially when you're when you're having an argument and you shut your phone off. That just means I'm done. And for you to be to think that like she's the bad guy, holy god. I hope that she split up with you like that night. This is insane. You're the asshole. Your girlfriend's best friend has major surgery, which is only performed when either the mother or child is in danger, and your mind can only think about the father's future sex life. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, these, I, it's not even any point in scrolling these. Uh, you're the asshole, dude. I'm praying for you. You sound like a horrible, a horrible person. This is really bad. You sound like maybe jail i don't know this is really bad all right number two Stu, do you want to do you want to read this one no okay am i the asshole for selling this machine to the second guy today i sold a piece of machinery but i had two buyers lined up to view it one at 10 30 a.m and one at 11 a.m as it's a public holiday i went into my workshop on my day off which is a half an hour's drive away to meet buyer one at 10 30. i arrived at 10 just to make sure i was there if buyer one turned up early at 10 45 i receive a message from buyer one saying he will be an hour late and get there at 11 45. as i receive that message the second buyer turns up 15 minutes early walks in loves it and offers me full price so i say 
sold. Great, I can go home and spend the day with my family. I messaged the first buyer who hadn't turned up on time for whatever reason, saying it sold, sorry. I then receive a message saying that he's 20 minutes away and to call him. I wasn't going to call him, so just said the bloke who turned up and paid full price, buyer one offered $300 less, and so I sold it to him, buyer two. He then goes on a rant and tells me I'm a c-word because he had already got the cash out and hired a trailer i had told buyer one previously that i had a second buyer coming to view the machine that day as well so he was aware of that still he calls me a c-word and that i've wasted his time am i the arsehole considering he hired a trailer no you're not sir I don't think there's anything more frustrating than trying to sell something online. I really don't. Every single time that I've tried to sell something, I always get somebody, they're always trying to lowball you and get a deal. I don't know what it is about people, they're obsessed with getting a deal. They have to feel like they won something by getting a bike $50 cheaper than the price was listed. And they always try to make it sound like they're conveniencing you by giving cash. Like, oh, I could, I could come right now with cash. What the fuck else were you gonna use to buy the bike? Or my favorite is when they ask if I can lower the price because they're driving a long way. Oh, can you knock off $20? $20? I'm driving like two hours away. Set the fucking radius to a shorter distance. My eye is twitching right now. I, like, I've had, I've never had a, I don't think I've ever had a positive experience selling something. There's always, like, I remember I sold an aquarium one time, and this guy shows up, and he's, he just so happens to, he doesn't have enough cash on him. Will you take this? And I was like, no, I, I'm sorry, I got another buyer. And he's like, well, look, listen, it's for my kid. He's really sick. And it's like, what if I needed the cash because my kid is sick? My kid is sick. I have a sick kid. I need, I need the, the hundred dollars. You don't like my sick kid? Anyway, no, you, this guy's not the asshole. The, the, the guy is like, why does he owe you? Why is he supposed to wait for you? He's running late. You already told him I have a second guy coming at this time. The second guy is already on his way. What, what are you supposed to tell him? Don't, don't show up. Uh, this, the first guy might show, like, I don't know. That's the thing. These people are never, they don't ever follow through. So this guy had every reason to believe that this first guy wasn't even going to show. Not the asshole. That's just how online selling is. You didn't tell him to rent that stuff. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing is so many people, they act like, oh man, well, I got this, I got this trailer. I didn't tell you to. Oh, oh, my favorite, my favorite is when people ask if something will fit in their car. I had a dresser that I measured. I put the measurements in the description. It's three feet by six feet by two feet. And I would get messages like, will this fit in my Camry? I don't know. Why would I know that? Will it? Go measure your fucking Camry, dude. I gave you my half of the work. I gave you the instructions. Will it fit? We'll find out. Drive over. Drive over and let's see. We'll see if it fits. God, I got angry for this guy. I just, I, I just hate selling things online. 
And then, oh, and then the people that just ask if the thing is available. Oh, is this still available? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why it's here. It's why the listing's here. D- did you did you want it? Hello? Nothing? No? You just wanted to know if it's still available? Okay, bye. And then they'll like message three days later. Is this still available? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you want to come over? Do you want it? God, I hate people. Am I the asshole for refusing to carpool with my coworker? Me, 22 male, and my coworker Jack, 23 male, live relatively close to one another, about two blocks apart from one another, and we work the same hours and his house is directly on commute. So when we realized this, it was a no-brainer for us to carpool. Jack used to take public transit and I used to be stuck in traffic on the QEW, local highway that's notoriously slow, so being able to take the carpool lane and cruise into work cut my commute time in half. It was a win-win. The problem, Jack smells awful. Like, not just a little B.O. after a workout, but like fucking rank, rotting onions. At work, it's tolerable, but sitting in a car for almost 40 minutes a day is just unbearable, and the smell lingers for long after he's gone, so my car just permanently smells abysmal. So after about two weeks of commuting together, I had enough. I decided that I should probably just be honest with him about the reason and told him that the body odor was becoming unpleasant for me and that I didn't want to carpool anymore. He got really upset, telling me that it was unfair for me to just decide out of the blue to double his commute time and make him pay for public transit. When I talked to my girlfriend, she said I should have at least asked him to shower or something before just refusing to drive together, but previous complaints have been made in the office and he didn't change his behavior, so I assumed there was no point here. I genuinely feel awful, and I don't know if I'm the asshole here. Uh, You're not the asshole. It's, this is a tricky, this is a tricky situation, but you're not the asshole. You are, you're a good guy because you feel bad and that you're concerned about him, you know, having to take public transit, but that's what, that's what it's there for. People do that, and he can do that. That's okay. It's, uh, it's, I'm assuming that he paid you for gas, at least. So, he's gonna be paying for gas or, or the train or the bus anyway, so, ultimately, you were doing him a favor. And anytime that you're doing somebody a favor and you do it a lot and then it becomes something that they expect from you, it can, uh, you, uh, th- that person isn't allowed to... To, to make you feel guilty that you suddenly stopped for whatever reason it may be. All right, it looks like everybody's kind of on the same page. Not the asshole, not the asshole. They all feel bad for him as well, which, you know, I, I feel bad for him. Not the asshole. My husband had incredibly strong body odor like you're describing. He showered twice a day and was a mechanic. He still smelled. He ended up having renal cancer. So this guy might have some kind of, I hope he doesn't have cancer, but he might have some kind of medical, you know, problem going on. 40 minutes in a car taking in the smell of rotting onions is, I I feel bad for both these guys, mainly because they probably, I have to assume they're somewhat friendly with each other or they wouldn't be carpooling together. It's not really carpooling though, if only one guy is driving every time, but anyway, I feel like it's probably gonna put a strain on their relationship if they have one 
at work. I hope they remain friendly with each other, but I feel like if somebody told me I smelled really bad to the point where they didn't want to be in a car with me or possibly just be around me, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'd take that. And I, I don't know if I would, I don't know how I'd feel about our, our friendship after that. All right, last one. This is a long one, so we're only going to do four today. Am I the asshole for refusing to forgive my dad for breaking our deal? When I, 17 male, was eight, my parents bought me a piano and signed me up for lessons. I was super excited because I love music. Over time, I kind of became known as the piano guy at school. I play at school concerts, accompany the school jazz choir, and play once a week for the residents at a couple of retirement homes in our town. When I was 15, I started to talk about quitting lessons and my parents quickly tried to guilt me out of it. I told them I wanted to try other things and that between piano and studying, I didn't have much time left for other extracurriculars. My dad proposed a deal. If I kept playing and taking lessons until I reached level 10 RCM, Royal Con Conservatory of Music and continued to keep my grades up at school, he would buy me a new car of my choice. I jumped at it and we shook hands on the deal. I should explain that my family is well off financially. I have a very privileged life, but I wouldn't say I've been spoiled. If I ever want a luxury item like a new phone or game console, I have to buy it myself with money I've saved from summer and after school jobs. I should also explain that my dad's big on loopholes. When when we compete, he always finds a way to win. And when I do, it doesn't count because of some loophole. It drives me nuts, but he thinks it's hilarious. Whenever I complain about him not playing fair, his answer is always the same. Life isn't fair. So, because of our deal, I kept up with my lessons. I spent one to two hours a day on piano while keeping my grades up. Last summer, I took my level nine RCM exams and passed, fulfilling my part of the deal. I told my dad I'd chosen the BMW X5 plug-in hybrid SUV. A couple of months ago, on my birthday, I came downstairs for breakfast and my dad told me there was a surprise waiting for me in the garage. I ran out and sitting in the middle of the floor was a 124th scale toy BMW X5. My dad burst out laughing and said, a deal's a deal, so as promised, here is your brand new BMW. Holy shit. My heart absolutely broke. I asked if he was being serious and he said I couldn't seriously have expected him to buy a 17 year old a real brand new BMW. I said we had a deal and I fulfilled my end of it. He said he did too since I never said that the car had to be full size and drivable. I said he wasn't being fair. His response, life isn't fair. Ever since this happened, I've been distant with my dad. I honestly feel like he betrayed my trust and that he deliberately made a fool out of me. He keeps bringing up the idea of a used car, but I told him I'm not interested, which I admit is kind of petty. I have enough money saved that I can buy a cheap used car myself, and I just feel like if I accept one from him now, it's like saying that breaking his promise didn't matter and that he didn't do anything wrong. Am I the asshole? You are not the asshole. Your dad is a huge asshole. He's a fucking dick for this. This was a dick move. This was evil and childish. This was such a childish move. I don't know why he thought that you would think the agreement was about a toy car. This is something a child would do. I'm pretty sure it was The Simpsons. It might've been Family Guy, but I feel like it was The Simpsons where 
it was like Bart and Lisa had some kind of bet and Bart was like, oh, I'll give you $10 if you could do whatever. And then Lisa did it. And then when it was time to pay up, he was like, oh, I said, I said 10 doll hairs. I'm pretty sure it was the Simpsons. But anyway, that, that reminded me of this where the dad was like, yeah, let's shake on it. And then it's like, I meant a toy car. God, what a dick. Like you're, first of all, you're, you're well off financially. And then you've also seen how hard your kid worked. And when he was about to quit this thing and then you dangled the car in front of him like, hey, you know, if you keep keep at it, you get a car. And that's what kept the kid going. And he worked really hard. And then you're like, ha ha, tricked you, son. Like, this is your kid. I can't help but think that the reason this family is well off financially is because he went through his life doing this shit just stepping on people and fucking them over. I don't know why I picture this dad to look exactly like Shooter McGavin from uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> God, what a jerk. Like why, like, why would the kid have needed to make sure that the dad knew, like, as they shook, like, uh, this is gonna be a real car, right, dad? Like, why would he, why would that come into his mind at all? Not the asshole. Someday when he wants to come home for the holidays, send a framed photo he can set at the table. There, you are home. <laughs> you didn't tell him you'd be there in person. <laughs> Life's not fair, dad. That is a good comment. Not the asshole, not, these people are really ripping into this dad, and rightfully so. A lot of them are saying that they uh, they suggest that he sit down with his dad and like tell him how he really feels. But I feel like this dad is he has a really immature personality and he's probably he wouldn't he wouldn't give in. I'm really bad with cars. I don't know how much a brand new BMW whatever it was hybrid SUV costs. I imagine it's expensive. But if the dad the dad knew that going into this, so I don't know why he didn't say that at the time. Like, hey, buddy. That's, that's kind of an expensive car. I can get you a brand new whatever, a Corolla or something. Let's do that instead. That would have been okay. But for him to like laugh at the end and be like, ha you thought I was going to get a 17-year-old kid this car? Ha! Huh. Like, why uh, why did you agree to that then? It's nice that this kid is, is a good kid though. And at 17, this whole thing that he wrote, it was very, it was very well worded and everything. He sounds like a mature guy and he's good at piano. So I, I hope that this is a, uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of lesson you can get out of this, but it sounds like he's a good person. So dad is the asshole. And I, I hope that he, I, it sounds like he's going to save up for his own car. And I feel like the dad is, is going to, He's going to take that to heart when he sees the son get his, his his own cheap used car. But that's just my hope. The dad might see the car and make fun of him for it. So, all right, that was it. That was episode 10. I wanted to do something big and spectacular for episode 10, but I feel like I feel like we should reserve that for maybe 50 or something. So, we'll do that another time. Remember to check out uh what did I say? I can't remember what I said. Paper towels. Remember, go to go to papertowels.com and get your uh, paper towels for fifty percent off. All kinds of paper towels. You can get the white ones. I think they have they have like brown beige ones also. You can get thin. You can get thick layer, thick ply, whatever you want. Go head over to papertowels.com. Tell them Sam and Stu sent you, and they'll give you buy one roll get one roll free. I'm gonna shut up now so I can start editing soon. Uh, Stu, did you did you have anything you wanted to add?
Oh, me too, buddy. Janelle Monet is like, she's one of my favorites. Anyway, uh, if you brush your teeth tonight, make sure that you floss. Flossing is very important. And as always, make sure that you put your cart back in the cart return when you're all done with it.